and we're reading from the qualities of Sri Krishna. The effulgence pervading the universe is considered to be the rays of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Supreme Abode of Krishna is always throwing off the effulgence known as Brahma Jyoti, and that effulgence is emanating from his body. The luster of the host of jewels fixed on the chest of the Lord can defeat even the luster of the sun, and still, when compared with the bodily luster of the Lord, that crest of jewels appears to be only as bright as one of the stars in the sky. Therefore, the transcendental influence of Krishna is so great that it can defeat anyone. Okay, just a moment. Hare Krishna. A transcendental effulgence of Krishna. Krishna, <clears throat> it is said, wears these jewels that are even more effulgent than the sun. And yet, compared to, uh, compared to him, his own body, uh, these jewels, uh, this whole cluster of jewels just looks like a, um, a star in the sky. Krishna's body is so much more effulgent. And it's explained that Krishna's abode is providing, um, is coming from that effulgence. It is said that even the light of the sun in the material world is, is from that very effulgence of Krishna. Hmm. And he, yes, so this is absolutely amazing uh, to see. Uh, all these amazing qualities of Krishna, uh, manifesting Krishna's unlimited opulence. We don't even, even think 
about it. But maya jakshena prakite suyate satcharacharam hetunanena kuntia tipariverte. Hetunanena kuntia, he's the cause of, um, of everything and he's the controller of everything. He's the enjoyer of everything. Bhaktaram yakitapasam sarva lokamaheshwaram suridam sarva bhutanam. Krishna is the um, bhaktaram. Uh, he is the bhaktaram. He is the supreme enjoyer. And he is of all activities, of all austerities, any sacrifice. He is Sarvaloka Maheshwaram. He is the Maha Ishwara of all locations. Maha Ishwara, we are all Ishwaras, but we are not the Maha Ishwara. Krishna is Maheshwara, he is the supreme controller. We are minute controllers. And he's Suridam Sarvadehinam. He is the heartfelt friend of all embodied beings. And one who knows, one who knows this is, will actually be peaceful. So that is a fact um, that uh, it's not so easy to be peaceful. Uh, always we find um, a cause for agitation. But if we can simply accept that Krishna is... Uh, yeah, it's the supreme controller, supreme enjoyer, well-wisher of all living beings. Um, then we can be peaceful, says Bhagavad Gita. So the nectar of devotion is uh, is describing Krishna to us and his qualities, and it is very nice. Mm. Strong. A person who has extraordinary bodily strength is called Balian. When Krishna killed Aristasura, some of the gopis said, my dear friends, just see how Krishna has killed Aristasura. Although he was stronger than a mountain, Krishna plucked him up just like a piece of cotton and threw him away without any difficulty. Hmm. There is another passage when it is said, oh, my dear devotees of Lord Krishna, may the left hand of Lord Krishna, which has lifted Govardhan Hill like a ball, save you from all dangers. Hmm. Oftentimes in his pastimes, um, Krishna is showing, uh, whether he comes in his personal direct form or whether he comes in the form of one of his expansions in one of the incarnations, in a fight with the demons, sometimes it looks like the demon is almost winning. Uh, this is the point where the demigods are like uh, getting very afraid, getting very afraid. Uh, but of course, the uh, the pure devotee uh, knows that there's no question, uh, there's no question of of anybody, any any demon or any anyone standing up against Krishna, uh, not even Lord Shiva. Uh, we remember uh, that fight between the Shiva Jwara, that at one point. Uh, 
Lord Shiva and Lord Narayan were both supporting their devotees. And then Lord Shiva uh, released his weapon, the Shiva Juara, and it was just, which is a weapon of intense heat. But then Krishna released the Narayan Dwara, which was intense cold, and gradually began to reduce that heat and just, just stop everything. So yes, the ultimate weapon is, is the weapon of Krishna. In the material world, the, we have Indra, who's thunderbolt, is invincible, but then there is another level, and that is the uh, um, is Lord Brahma's Brahmastra, the most powerful weapon in the entire universe, and then still more powerful is the Shiva Jwara, and yet more powerful than that is the. Uh, Narayan Dwara, yes. Mm. And of course we have Sudarshan Chakra, mm. Krishna's, uh, Krishna's Sudarshan, yes, um, which he manifests also in this Narayan form. So Sudarshan can uh, can also not be uh, be defeated. Mm. Krishna and his disc weapon. So Krishna is unlimitedly strong, unlimitedly powerful. So all the opulences of Krishna are tremendously great. And if we, uh, and uh, and yet Krishna is is here in the form of a child, which made it more extraordinary. Um, if he would have himself appeared in a huge, powerful form and just picked up that uh, that bowl, Arista, it would have not been so uh, amazing. But Krishna, in a small form, right, throwing this bowl, bowl away like a ball of cotton, it says, a piece of cotton, that is extraordinary. <clears throat> Ever useful. Krishna is beautiful at his different ages, namely his childhood, his boyhood, and his youth, uh, or Kumara, Bukanda, and Kaishora. Uh. Out of these three, his youth is the reservoir of all pleasures, and it's the time when the highest varieties of devotional service are acceptable. At that age, Krishna is full with all transcendental qualities and is engaged in his transcendental pastimes. Therefore, devotees have accepted the beginning of his youth as the most attractive features in ecstatic love. At this age, Krishna is described as follows. The force, the force of Krishna's youth was combined with his beautiful smile, which defeated even the beauty of the full moon. He was always nicely dressed in beauty surpassing even Cupid, and he was always attracting the minds of the gopis, who were thereby always feeling pleasure. So... We read the other day uh, how Cupid appeared, uh, how first um, this form of Sandhya appeared, the form of a, a very beautiful female form, and how everyone, upon seeing that form, was attracted. She was more beautiful 
than any, uh, any other form known, whether in the celestial regions or in the earthly regions. But then, uh, then yet, and as everyone came under her influence and was attracted by her uh, in the universe, all the mental sons of Lord Prama, then what transpired was that um, then another form manifested, and that was the form of Kamadev, who was very handsome, had a powerful, stout body, which was tall and smelt like an elephant in rut. And his neck was like a conch shell, his blackish blue hair, and he was holding a bow with, uh, with flower arrows. And, uh, and just as soon as he was present, uh, Everyone was, uh, yeah, everyone was affected by him. Everyone was, uh, was suddenly becoming agitated by Cupid. Um, he's very beautiful, very handsome. But Krishna's beauty by far exceeds the beauty of Cupid. Um, Krishna is the transcendental Cupid, uh, who can attract anyone and everyone. That is the nature. Krishna is all attractive. Um, it is not uh, a problem. How are we going to be attracted to Krishna? We are naturally going to be attracted to Krishna. But it is said that because now uh, the influence of uh, of the uh, due to the influence of the material energy uh, we are now uh, not able to uh, fully appreciate Krishna because we've become conditioned so we are suffering from the rit rogam the material disease Mm. Yeah, it's like it's stated that um, when a person is 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 having jaundice, that um, that person may not be able to appreciate the sweetness of sugar candy, but by taking sugar candy, then gradually we become uh, we become uh, we develop that taste for the sweetness. So, the initial taste for Krishna consciousness may be limited, and the material taste may still be very strong. But then, by serving the Vaishnavas, susu show shaladana shavasi devakata ruchi sanmahat sevya vipa punya tirta ni vesiat. One has to serve the Vaishnavas, and by doing so, Taste, uh, taste for hearing about Krishna will come about. This is what, uh, what's natural. Yeah. So let us do that uh, somehow or other. Uh, that is what Krishna also says. As Lord Chaitanya says, Vaishnav Sevana and Nirantar Krishna Nama Sankirtan. To serve the Vaishnavas and to always chant the holy name. Uh, yes. Um, okay, then, then in regards to Vaishnavas, okay, one second.
I have here a book done by um, Bhakti Pramod Puri Maharaj. A mandala publishing book. It's a nice book. It's basically quotes from uh, mostly Chaitanya Charitamrita, but from some other sources also. And and it is called the heart of a Vaishnava. Hmm. So the heart of a Vaishnava is a very important to- topic. Hmm. Okay, let us begin. Satyam disati artitam artito nrinam naivartado yat punar artita yata swayam vidate bhajatam anichatam itcha pidanam nijapada palavam. It is true that Lord Krishna personally fulfills one's desire when someone petitions him to do so. However, he does not award anything that once having been received, will be asked for again and again. He thus personally bestows his lotus feet on those who worship him, whereby they will forget all their passing material desires, even if they, if that was not what they thought they wanted. Srimad Bhagavatam 5, 19, 27. Yeah. So that is the nature. Initially, um, Dhruva approached the Supreme Personality of Godhead for a kingdom greater than that of his father or grandfather. My grandfather was Lord Brahma, or great-grandfather. So, in this way, uh, in this way, Dhruva, he, uh, he approached the Lord with his uh, with the material motivation, but that became purified. Uh, in the process, and uh, and, even, and by the time that the Lord manifested Himself, Juva was completely satisfied. He realized that he got more than he had ever wanted, and he realized that now his previous desire looked very small and petty, and and now they were gone, and he just wanted uh, to serve the Lord, and that was it. Uh, there are, of course, uh, so so many stories. There is the, the story of the thief who somehow or other heard about Krishna having so many jewels. He picked it up from some lecture and he heard jewels. And jewels is a word that thieves note. So as soon as he heard jewels, he went like, oh, and he heard more, and he heard about Krishna. So there was a lecture going on by some, some Bhagavatam lecture. So he asked the speaker, where can Krishna be found? And the, uh, and the speaker said, you sim- somewhere, somewhere around Govardhan, you simply walk around Govardhan, and there you will find him. So the thief took it serious and was walking around Govardhan until one day, indeed, he saw Krishna, unmistakably so. So many jewels and all that effulgence and so on. And then he went for it and he came up to Krishna and said, hey, give me those jewels. Krishna said, no, I cannot give. 
What will my mother say? No, no. He said, give me those jewels. So Krishna gave him the jewels. And then when he had the jewels, um, this was an important moment. You see, every thief is, has one dream. And that dream is, is what you call the big catch, right? The big catch to just in one stroke, in one stroke to, um, to, to just have, have it made for life. That's it. So when the thief saw all those jewels, he knew that that was it. That was the big catch. That was the opportunity where in one stroke he could have made it for, he was making it for life. And then he had the jewels. And then he stood there. And then the impossible, the impossible dream, which he never expected would become possible, had become possible. He said, and he stood there with the jewels. And it was just a penny dropped. And now my dream has been attained. And, and, and what's next? What do, do I, what do I want now? And then he saw Krishna. And he became captured by the beauty of Krishna. And then suddenly he got a desire to decorate Krishna with these jewels. And he said, can I decorate you with these jewels? And he decorated Krishna with the jewels. And that day Krishna came home and Madhya Soda said, what happened? Look at that, the way the jewels are arranged. I didn't do that. Who did that? Krishna said, oh, my devotee. He did that. Uh, as the thief was trying to steal the jewels, he didn't know that Krishna is the supreme thief who stole, stole everything, stole his heart. And Krishna steals, uh, steals the eyes of one who sees him and makes him blind. Krishna makes one, one deaf by stealing his ability to hear. And Krishna makes one dumb by making it, making one unable to speak of anything else but Krishna. Uh, is, that is the way uh, that Krishna is, is irresistible. Uh, he is irresistible. Um, yes. Um, that is the nature of Krishna. Um, um, so there's the famous verse. Smiram bangi traya parichitam sachivistirna dristim vamsi nyastadara kisalayam uchvalam chandrakena kovindakyam haritanumita kesi tirtupakante ma my dear friend, if you are indeed attached to your worldly friends, do not look at the smiling face of Lord Govinda as he stands on the bank of the Yamuna at Kesigat, casting sidelong glances. He plays his flute to his lips, which seem like newly blossomed twigs. His transcendental body, bending in three places, 
appears very bright in the moonlight. This verse is quoted from the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu 1 2, uh, 239 in connection with practical devotional service. Mm, yes, that is the thing. So we become attracted to Krishna. That is no difficulty. So Krishna consciousness is not about us trying to, um, to be Krishna conscious. We simply, um, we simply become immersed. That is the thing. It's not, how am I going to be Krishna conscious? What, how can I change the settings in my, in my brain and in my heart? So that I, uh, somehow or other, uh, make that adjustment. But Krishna consciousness is not a, a mental adjustment. Uh, Krishna consciousness, as Srila Prabhupada said, is not an artificial imposition on the mind. Krishna consciousness is about immersing ourselves uh, in devotional service, immersing ourselves in hearing about Krishna and chanting his holy name and in serving him. And then automatically, automatically, hmm, everything changes. Our interest will change and we'll get a taste for things we never had a taste for. We'll get a, we'll suddenly want to hear about Krishna. Um, this morning, the main theme in my lecture was the uh, eternal benefit, the eternal dimension of devotional service. And once, once we start tasting the eternal dimension, which is there when we take Krishna Prasadam, which is there when we dance for Krishna, which is there when we take darshan, which is there when we do any devotional service, that dimension of eternal benefit. Yeah? Who, is, uh, who is interested in anything where there's no eternal benefit, where it's only temporary benefit? It looks so bleak, so empty. Huh? It's all, yes, a moment of pleasure and then it's gone. But eternal benefit is beautiful because it builds up. And so here we are. Uh, time is very nice, very nice. Instead of time being the destroyer, now it is time I am where devotional service, where the benefit of devotional service accrues and accrues and accrues. You know, and, and how everything becomes more and more auspicious and our life becomes purified. And so we can go before Krishna and say, Krishna, here I am, I have come. Uh, by your grace, I've, you've allowed me to come to you. Krishna, I am nobody great, but Krishna, uh, I want only you, please. Please accept me um, like that. Let all other desires die. Let all other desires 
just starve. Let all other desires be forgotten. What is the point of them? They don't bring any eternal benefit. Yes. Mm. Kama lagi Krishna bhaja paya Krishna ras. Kama chadi dasahite hoyabilas. Someone who engages in Lord Krishna's devotional service out of some base motivation acquires instead a taste to serve him. As a result, he gives up his material desires and longs to become the Lord's eternal servants. Chaitanya Charitamrita, Madhya Lila, chapter 22, text 41. According to Bhaktivinoda Thakur, if someone has the good fortune to come into the association of devotees and yet only takes up devotional service to Krishna as a means of achieving some selfish mundane purpose, he still soon realizes that these objectives are of little value. This comes about as a result of the higher taste experienced from Bhakti. Krishna worship is so pure and holy a thing that anyone who comes into contact with it soon rejects his other desires and seeks to become a servant of the Lord, from the Amrita Prabhaha Basya. That's the commentary, Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Hmm. So yes, that is so nice. Oh. All other desires are being destroyed by Bhakti. Hmm? Bhakti, uh, Krishna Bhakti destroys the desire for liberation. Krishna Daskaviraj further demonstrates the power of Bhakti to eradicate the desire for mukti by citing the example of Sukadev, the four Kumaras, and the nine Yugendras. From his very birth, Sukadev was absorbed in the knowledge of the impersonal Brahman concept of the divine. By the grace of his father Vyas, he was attracted to the qualities of the personal form of the Lord. He then took instructions in the Srimad Bhagavatam from Vyas and attained a taste for Krishna's pastimes. The four Kumaras inhaled the delightful aroma of tulasi leaves that had been offered to Lord Narayan's lotus feet and immediately forgot their attachment for the impersonal Brahman. Their self-satisfaction and spiritual knowledge disappeared when their minds and bodies became agitated with ecstatic reactions. Mm. The nine great yogis, known as the Navayugendas, had been cultivating spiritual knowledge from childhood. Nevertheless, when they heard the Lord's glories being sung by Lord Brahma, Shiva and Narada, they were also attracted to his qualities and began to engage in devotional service. All these examples of liberated souls being attracted uh, by the Lord give way to the claim of Sutta Goswami, who told the sages at Naimisaranya, Atmaramas tamuniyo nirgranti apirukrame kurvanti haitakim bhaktim itam buto butagono hari the many types of Atmaramas all take pleasure in the self in one way or another. Though already free from all material bonds, they still engage in costless devotional service unto the Lord who performs glorious feats. Truly, the Lord possesses transcendental qualities and is therefore able to attract everyone, including liberated souls. Srimad Bhagavatam 1, 7, 10. Yes, so... That also. So whether it's desires for sense gratification, whether it is desires for uh, liberation, it is through devotional service that we become free from all these desires. Uh, 
And therefore, it is said, Anyabilasitasun, Yam Gyana Karmadiyana Vritam, Anukulyena Krishna, Nushilanam Bhakti Uttama. That one should be free from any other desire and devoid of any other desire. One should not be covered by karma and jnana, uh, by fruitive desires to enjoy the material energy and by desire for liberation. Uh, one should favorably, anukulyana, anukulyena, krishnanu, uh, one should be favorably disposed towards Krishna and, and cultivate um, his, his devotion for the Lord in this way. And the result will be uttama bhakti, or pure devotional service. So one must be anyabhilasita sunyam, to be eligible to enter into the spiritual world. And that one will attain by devotional service. It is devotional service itself that will bring us pure devotional service. Uh, so uh, when we say this morning, the question came up about, uh, oh, I want to be, we want pure devotional service. Yes, if we want pure devotional service, uh, instead of focusing on wanting pure devotional service, we can just focusing on, I want service now. And by wanting service now, we'll come to pure devotional service. Mm. So that is very nice. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. And then we'll go automatically through the uh, through the stages of bhakti. Ado shadatata sadusangata bhajana kriyata to natanivitti shatta to nistas ruchis tata tata shaksti tato bhavas tata prema byudanchanti sadakana mayam prem na padurbhave bhavetkrama. The progressive development of prem goes through faith, association with the saintly, the performance of devotional practices, the dissipation of contamination, the confirmed commitment, taste, attachment, and ecstasy, and then love. Yes. So this is is natural. So our our main theme today is that uh, Krishna consciousness is. Excuse me. Uh, is is natural? No, it is natural. We simply have to uh, take our beats, uh, and keep them always close, so that whenever there is a moment that we are not so busy, we just chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hmm. So simple, huh? Just chant, just chant. Ah, material desires, just chant, just chant. Um, as I say, we don't have to uh, immediately be free from material desires, but we just. Uh, I gave the example, we put them in a box on the shelf 
and we get very busy with service. And as we are very busy with service, uh, then automatically uh, we have no time for the material desires. So finally, when we're finished with that service, then there may be some time for the material desires. So one day when we have a little time, that's when we took our box with Mathilde's desires from the shelf. Uh, today, I'm not so busy with service. Let's have a look at my box with material desires. We look inside and said, what happened? Half the material desires are gone. Yes. Don't you know? Krishna is a thief. He has stolen your material desires. Um, yes. Uh, just abandon all variety of activity and just surrender unto me. And I will take away the reactions of all your sinful activities and, and, um, and liberate you. Krishna will take away all these material desires. So that's it. So instead of Worrying about how to, how to overcome my material desires, how to become a pure devotee of Krishna. Just now, take service. Take up service. That is, is our saving grace, devotional service. And take responsibility in devotional service. And just be eager to serve. Um, that is... That is our business. We are servant. We are servant. Uh, any opportunity to serve? Yes. Let us serve. And not like, let us get over this inner reluctance. Uh, God, do I have to do this? Yes. Yes, we have to do this. Uh, yes, do it. Let us serve by serving. Everything will change. Everything. Change for the better. Whatever the problem is, it will change by service. And with that full faith, um, that is our solution. Our solution, not only to material desires, but also to material problems, to frustrated desires. Uh, the material desires may address themselves in a form of things we want, or may address themselves in the form of, of so many obstacles to the things we want and subsequently uh, frustration, uh, so much frustration. So when we are feeling so much frustration in the material world, it is also because we have so many material desires, but that will also disappear. So, um, so, the negative experience of frustrated material desires will also gone, uh, will also disappear. Frustration. Well, yes, I am frustrated. Mm. Yes, all the frustrated people. Yes, um, all the frustrated people are just frustrated because they cannot fulfill their material desires. Uh, and you say, yeah, but what about spiritual desires? Sometimes we are frustrated in, in, in devotional service that we cannot 
do what we want to do for Krishna. Yes, but we can just simply, um, we can also remember Ishwara Parama Krishna, he is the supreme controller. Uh, the verse doesn't go Ishvara Parama Kadambakanana. Yes, it is not that the supreme controller is Kadambakanana Swami. So he can't get everything he wants. And when he does what, when he makes an effort to be successful in a certain task, if it doesn't work out, what can he do but accept? Um, that Krishna has a plan, Krishna has another plan, and whatever that plan is. And maybe I thought I was doing, I was going to make advancement by doing this and this particular service, but Krishna, he has another plan, and, uh, and, and uh, maybe I meant to play another role. Well, it's like, yeah. We don't know. We don't know. We may take a, a, a certain service, and we don't know what we are meant to learn. Huh? We are don't. We don't know what Krishna wants us to understand. We have no idea. That we'll know later. Huh? Later we can see. Oh, Krishna wanted me to learn humility. Oh, yes. And like I've often mentioned, we should remember, each service is a preparation for a greater service in the future. Um, and we should be the willing instrument of Krishna. And he will decide, uh, he will decide whether we'll be uh, successful or whether we will not be able to fulfill a task. It doesn't matter. Success is there in that we uh, gave it our everything for Krishna. Because that is what it's about, to give it our everything for Krishna. And Krishna himself, he controls everything. So no anxiety. Uh, it is Vaikuntha, free from anxiety. Uh, oh, I'm suffering from so much anxiety. Anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. I don't know. How to rise above this anxiety? Yes, well, the anxiety, the cause of all this anxiety is our material desires. Yes, but isn't there also anxiety in devotional service? Yes, but that anxiety is blissful anxiety. Anxiety in relation to material desires is very, uh, it will make us suffer. But in anxiety, in relation to Krishna, uh, that is very blissful. Yes. So, such anxiety we learn to take. Um, ultimately, the material world, it is said, prakriti stani karsanti, mamayvam so jiva loke jiva bhuta sanatana mana sastra nindriyani prakriti stani karsanti. So, the living being is struggling, uh, struggling in his uh, devotional service. And or he's struggling with the material energy, whether we are doing it for sense gratification or whether we're doing it for Krishna. 
But the prakriti stani karasati, the struggle with the material energy will continue. So even as devotees in devotional service, we're still struggling. But that struggle is glorious um, because that struggle will bring us, will bring us uh, spiritual advancement. And through that struggle, we grow. That is Krishna's arrangement. Um, the struggle is there so that we can grow in our Krishna consciousness and that we can develop our, our abilities and our skills, that we mature because we are very immature. It's not enough to just have a sentiment, I want to serve Krishna, but one has to also develop the qualities, uh, the qualities of a Vaishnava. So to develop Vaishnava qualities, uh, that, that requires a transformation. Uh, and that transformation comes about in, in, in devotional service. Uh, just as iron, which we want, which, which they want to make in very hard steel. Uh, they take the iron and, and uh, place it in the fire and then they beat it with a big hammer and they heat it again and they beat it and then it becomes like first-class steel, right? Very, very hard and solid and... And uh, yes, and like this, the blacksmith would make a great sword. Yes, yes. Mm. That might have been the case. Um, but um, whatever, uh, whatever, we are simply uh, ourselves placed into the fire, um, into the fire and are beaten by the material energy while we are performing our devotional service. So, you know, but I became a devotee because I didn't want to be beaten by the material energy anymore. Mm -mm. No. No. It is not about escaping. It is not about hiding away and just, oh, Krishna, Krishna, I love you so much. Oh, Please let me be away from any struggle and trouble. No, uh, no, no. Uh, come out of your hiding place and face, face difficulty in service for Krishna. And by facing this difficulty for Krishna, prakritistani karsati, that struggle has to go on and we have to, have to somehow or other deal with it, rise to the occasion. And sometimes it may drive us to the edge, uh, so much stress, but we continue. We continue with, uh, with great determination uh, to somehow or other carry on. And of course, no one can be under, under constant stress. So also we need moments of relief to recharge and rejuvenate. But you can see um, Prabhupada would send out the devotees uh, and it's like in that Prabhupada movie, um, I have spoken about Rukmini, who was, um, Prabhupada called the devotees, and it was just a handful of teenagers, and addressed them and said that, I want each of you, each of you, to go and open a center. And then Rukmini, 
She said she was only 17 years old. And she said, even the girls, and Prabhupada said, even the girls on the spiritual platform, there is no difference. So everyone is meant to take on this challenge. Oh yes, the challenge of devotional service. Yes, and we have to build up our, our determination. Uh, yes, so much to do, uh, so much to cook. And this is the Hare Krishna movement. Uh, we have many challenges. We have a book distribution challenge. We have a cooking challenge. I mean, go in that Hare Krishna kitchen. That's serious. I mean, there. that's sort of like, um, there's hard work there, serious surrender there. Uh, look at the deities. Where in India, in what temple do we find such darshans? Uh, it is rare. Look at how amazingly opulent the deities are dressed, how, what nice arrangement. And twice a day, the dresses are changed. And where do we see that? Uh, where do we see that? So much service, so much work. Oh, so much struggle. Yes, in devotional service. But that struggle is good struggle. In that struggle, we grow. That is not easy, but that is done in the association because when everybody else does, then we don't want to lag behind. So together we'll do. Huh? Together we'll do. Together we'll take on this challenge of doing so much service. When I first joined this movement, I was overwhelmed by how much activity there was. I go like, it's just, it's just constant activity. I mean, is there a break or something? Are we going to just, just like, uh, have some time to just reflect, to just, uh, it's just this activity upon activity upon activity, rising early in the morning, quick, 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 take bath. Then one, two, three, get ready. Sansar, Dhavana, the Lidaloga, Mangalarti, then the whole thing, then chanting Japa, then already again, Bhagavatam class, then Prasadam, and then already service waiting, and so on, and the whole day just packed, and then evening lectures, this, that, clean up, last arrangement, late night, then boom, again, early morning. I say, how is it amazing? Amazing. Uh, but the struggle, that is Krishna's arrangement. Because now we are in the material world. And the material world is, is about prakritistani karsati. That this is the place where we struggle with the material energy. And we either struggle with the material energy for our own sense gratification, or we struggle with the material energy for the service of Krishna. And when we try to avoid that struggle, that will not be possible. That will bring a new struggle. Well, escapism hasn't brought anything. Uh, I saw, uh, I was already involved in Krishna consciousness. And I was with a group of young people who were singing. And they were singing a song that, about smoking marijuana. And, and the chorus of the song was, fortunately, and they would describe, 
Oh, there is this struggle. There is that struggle. There's all these difficulties in this world. But fortunately, I have the key to escape reality. And then that was the, uh, the joint. But to escape reality, that's horrible. That is horrible. We should, well, because reality is still there. We can't just close our eyes and think it's gone, stick the head in the sand. The reality is still there and we have to deal with it. We are in the domain of struggle. That's the material world. Huh? Here, one has to work with the material energy. Yes, and, and, and perspiration um, is, is part of material existence. Mother Yasoda was perspiring and perspiring when she tried to bind Krishna. And finally, after she made such an effort, then she attracted Krishna's mercy. So this is the, uh, the thing. Um, so, prakriti stani karasati. So, no, we cannot escape. There is no escape in the material world. Uh, in the material world, there is no escape from the material world. Devotional service is not an escape, but devotional service is a path out of the material world. Right? And, but we still continue to struggle with the material energy for Krishna. But that's blissful. That is glorious. That is an expression of our love. That is an expression. We are eager. Let us struggle with this material energy for the pleasure of Krishna. Uh, that is the most amazing thing. So, thank you very, very much. I have enjoyed being with you again today for our table talks. Uh, and tomorrow, uh, I'm going to do the final, uh, the final uh, talk in this table talks series. And... Uh, then uh, we'll, uh, we'll make that also into a little book. And like that, I hope that from this period, uh, somehow or other, we can uh, make many, many little books that will, uh, and big books that will stay there and that will live a, live a life into the future. Mm. Thank you so much. Shri Prabhupada Kijai.